time that we're meeting together today. A few quick notices before Jill takes over because she's emceeing today. This week, tomorrow, in fact, Monday, we're going to be doing our house group using uh, the Book of Acts to help us. So that'll be excellent to do. This Thursday, we've got our normal prayer group on Thursday morning, and it's going to be the last time for a while that we do that. So if you've joined us in the past, come along again. If you've not joined us, come along for an hour from 11 o'clock. That will be smashing indeed. Uh, on Monday, the 6th of July, we're going to have a good spring clean in our church building on Pallet Drive. 6th of July, it's a Monday, and it's going to be from 10 o'clock in the morning. If you can be part of that, if you can help, if you want to uh, talk to Jerry or Colin, they're organising it, So, and they're not joining us today because they've got little people in their house. So uh, if you want to talk to them, to text them that you can join in, that would be brilliant. On Tuesday, if you get our weekly email, you'll get one of these. It's an inf information sheet about how we're returning to the building. If you don't get it as an email, on Friday, when I bring the new onward round, I'll give one of these to you all as well. So it just sort of says everything, probably, that uh, you need to know about how to return to church and what we're doing. So that'll be really good and exciting as well. Talking about exciting, this is powered into significance in comparison to something else. Do you feel like watching a video? Just nod oh. your head because I can't hear you. Thank you very much. Hello, this is Sujin. And David. Hope you are well in this difficult time caused by COVID-19. Recently, the changes in government policy in South Korea, we need to get married officially and before our planned departure from UK to Korea. Hence, we came to the conclusion to change our English wedding on 18th of the July. Furthermore, the following guidance of the, um, on social distancing in UK, the Church of England only allows the wedding with the close relative. Therefore, we sincerely apologise that we could not invite you to our wedding at this time. We will make an arrangement to see you soon. Every day, my future wife, Sujin, risks her life by taking care of the, her patient in the hospital. It is my privilege that I join her as soon as I can to support her noble career at this time of the need. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much, much and, and stay safe. safe. Hello, this is Sujin. I'm David. Right, I'm, that's, that's brilliant news and sad news for some of us. Sorry, we'll just move around. Um, but we're so excited for you, Sujin, that you are able to get married on the 18th of July. That is brilliant news. And we hope to be able to, uh, to join in some kind of celebration with you, obviously all of us, later on. I'm just going to pray for Sujin and David now before we sort of get going. God, I thank you so much that amidst, amongst all the toings and froings and uppings and downings and, and yesings and knowings of, of this wedding, God, you have made it that it can happen on the 18th of July before Sujin and David go to Korea. God, I thank you, thank you that that has, has been set and, and they are now able to plan for that. 
God, I pray that during this time, which is no doubt going to be super busy, Lord, that you will strengthen them and help them. And God, that you will continue to prepare them for their marriage and for their future together. Lord, as your your church and, and their family, God, we want to bless them and encourage them in this news. And God, we do pray too for um, Ian and Grace in whatever their plans are at the moment. Lord, I don't know those, but God, you do. And Lord, we, we want to stand with these beautiful couples together as your church and as your family. God, we thank you that we know these lovely people and that they are about to set foot on this new challenge, this new chapter, this new time of, of marriage um, and how exciting and lovely that is. Bless you, God. Amen. Amen. Right. Today is a prayer Sunday. I'm sorry, I, I'm kind of blanked out because it's a sunny day again today, but sunny is good. So we like that. So it's a prayer service. We're going to, because obviously it's a bit more difficult to pray together while we're on Zoom, we've got five different sections of prayer throughout. So please join in uh, while you're on mute and, and listen and, and join in the prayers that are going to be prayed. There will be a time at the very end of the service um, where um, David and Dassel have recorded an instrumental and John's put some um, lovely words on the screen. Um, and so that can be a time when we can join in all together. The prayers that are just bursting out of you to come out, please uh, save them up till then and, and go for it at home uh, when we get to that stage. Uh, but to, to start with, I just wanted to uh, share with you Psalm 150 as a, a praise, you know, in the, um, in the, in the Bible, when there were battles, ah oh yeah, because I was supposed to tell you about the theme. Sorry, I'm not very good at this. The theme for our prayer service today is the fact that we are living in a battle. We are all of us in a battle and it's not something new. It's not just coronavirus. We are constantly living in a battle. We always have been. Um, and if we didn't feel like we were, then, then we're just, you know, kidding ourselves. We are all living in a battle. And I know that all of you will know that from time to time. And so, but, you know, we haven't been left without weapons to, to fight with. And we're going to come to that in our readings a bit later on. But in the Bible, if you remember, quite often what happened when there was a battle coming up, they would send out the, the, the bands and the music and they would do praise and worship ahead of that. And so I wanted to start our service in that way with Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud crashing cymbals. That's a big lot of praise, which is absolutely brilliant. Our first section today, Fiona is going to bring to us, and that is a section on Thanksgiving, which is another brilliant thing to absolutely start, be with, and at the end of any battle that's going on. Thanks, Fiona. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7 says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. God, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you that when mankind failed and chose to sin, you already had a plan 
to give your son. Thank you that this is a free gift. It's free for everyone and that no one is too far from you to be saved. Thank you for your mercy towards us, that you ask us to live our lives in you. Thank you for your grace that pours blessings into our lives. Thank you for this beautiful world we live in, for your creation that shouts your praise. Thank you for the families you have placed us in, and thank you for our church family. Thank you for all your promises to us, that you are kind and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Thank you that your spirit lives within us to guide us and help us. There are no half measures with you. Help us to overflow with thankfulness to you. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God, you know each of our circumstances right now, and we thank you. God, you know the circumstances in this country and world right now with the pandemic and all that affects. God, you know all the circumstances within the world where there is war and famine, oppression and cruelty, deceit and disease. Thank you that you know and that you are sovereign over all. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to sing now, um, You Are My Anchor. And after this, Paul is going to uh, bring the readings. Thank you. Do not 
reading is taken from 2 Corinthians 20 verses 14 to 19. 2 Chronicles rather sorry, 2 Chronicles 20 14 to 19. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Matanai, a Levite and descendant of Asaph as he stood in the assembly. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeriel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohites and Korites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Our second reading is taken from 2 Corinthians 10, verses 2 to 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 2 to 5. I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Thank you, Paul. It's a prayer Sunday today, as Jill has said already. But I want to take us back a few years, because the Second World War is still in living memory many thousands of people. And I look at uh, the videos now, the people I can see, and I know 
some of you would have known about it. And definitely your parents and grandparents would have known about the Second World War. For nearly six years, as you know, much of the warfare was in mainland Europe, it was in North Africa and in Asia. But in 1940 and 41, a lot of important cities in the British Isles, like London, Coventry, Portsmouth, thank you, and uh, Coventry, Liverpool, Sheffield, and other important cities were bombed by the Luftwaffe. Tens of thousands of people were killed and hundreds of thousands of properties were damaged or destroyed. Most of the residents in the British Isles were affected by the war, but they didn't really get the sort of the immediacy of it, even though there was rationing, there was the blackout, uh, thousands of children had been evacuated. For most people, it was kind of somewhere else. It was having a bit of an effect on them or a lot of effect, but the terror that people in mainland Europe were experiencing wasn't happening in this country. Towns like Nuneaton were doing okay, really, until the 17th of May, 1941. That's when Nuneaton was heavily bombed. 130 people were killed on that day in Nuneaton through the bombings. 380 houses were totally destroyed and more than 10,000 homes were sort of damaged in different ways. That's a large percentage of the housing in Nuneaton at that time. The war had come to Nuneaton. The Bible really says, it clearly says, that we're living in a battle as well. And we know it's a, a battle, a war between God and the devil. We're part of it, aren't we? And if you remember in uh, October and November last year, we were talking about the wearing the armour of God and the importance of it. And why we should wear it as well. But what I've been realising over the last few days is, even if we're feeling very comfortable and life is brilliant and beautiful and there's lovely plans being made, we're still in a battle. If you've got difficulties in your life, that's just reminding you you're in a battle. We're all of us in a battle, whether we're comfortable or going through hard times, we're all in a battle. I was really pleased about hearing about Sujin this week and I'm like Jill said about uh, Ian and Grace as well. But you know, I'm celebrating a uh, anniversary today with Jill and she's just gone bewildered. She gave me a bewildered look then because it's eight years and eight months today since we got married. Do you know what? Marrying Jill has been the best years of my adult life. It's been fantastic. And I think I know her, but just now and again, she says something or does something that I think, oh, in a positive way, of course. Let me just add that. But she says something that just comes out of her utterance organ. And I just think, oh, well, fancy that. Do you know, it's the same with Jesus in a way. I've been following Jesus nearly 37 years. I pray regularly. I read the Bible regularly. Yes, I coughed myself when I said 37 years, but it's true. I try to encourage and serve other people regularly as well. And I think I've got a good relationship with God. And you're all wearing badges. That I can see that you too think you've got a good relationship with God. 
Maybe you can't see the badge, but it's there, isn't it? So we're all saying, yes, we think we've got a good relationship with God. We know he loves us and he speaks to us. But, you know, sometimes when I read the Gospels, the certain things that he says that still startle me, that I'm shocked by what Jesus said after all these years of following him. Go the extra mile. Turn the other cheek. Forgive. Forgive. And forgive again. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth and our Saint Paul read it out. He said that we don't live by the standards of this world. That's in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 2. The uh, Greek for that is Sarka Peritutunas. Now, I don't know if you've read this version, the JPT. It's John's paraphrased, paraphrased translation. And in the JPT, it says this. Don't walk around using mankind's frail moral nature as your guideline for life. I translated that myself yesterday. That's why it's in the JPT, John's paraphrased translation. But the thing is, we don't want to do that, do we? We don't want to walk around using mankind's frail moral nature as our guideline for life. We need to understand what God's standards are. And we do that by reading the Bible, by praying and meeting with other Christians. Recently, Jill reminded me of what Watchman Nee said. And if you're not sure, Watchman Nee was a, a church leader in China for over 50 years. Now, I know if we're in the building, I'd put it up on a PowerPoint and you'd be able to read it. And it's easier to read things sometimes. So I'm just going to say twice what, what Watchman Nee said. And then I'm going to hand over to Fiona. Watchman Nee said this. Our prayers lay the track down which God's power, when, which God's power can come. Like a mighty locomotive, his power is irresistible, but it cannot reach us without rails. I'll read that again, like I said. Our prayers lay the track down which God's power can come. Like a mighty locomotive, his power is irresistible, but it cannot reach us without rails. Thanks. Fiona is going to uh, pray now about... Um, our personal battles. Thank you. Father, we face all sorts of challenges every day that are known to you and have occurred throughout time. God, thank you that there is nothing new under the sun. Thank you that we have so many examples in the Bible of real people facing challenges, some of whom got it right and some who got it very wrong. I'm just going to pray some short sentences now, but stop after each one for you to agree or, or, or add your own personal plea in to God. Help us, God, to remain honest with you and with ourselves. Help us to keep short accounts to come to you quickly when we fall down, knowing you are a loving father. 
Give us the eyes to see when you have given us an escape route so that we don't choose the wrong behaviour or attitude. Help us to know that we can come to you with anything, that there is no problem too large or too small for you to help us with. Help us to hide your word in our hearts so that it can be brought to mind when we need it. Help us, God, to forgive others and to recognise when we need to do that. Help us to know that even when we can't see it or feel it, you are the rock on which we stand. Like Job, we say... I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. Like Samuel, we say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. With David, we say, oh, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. Give us the strength, Lord, to be who you made us to be, whatever happens in each day. For your glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We're going to sing again now. Um, Would you be free from your burden of sin? And then Alex is going to share a testimony with us. Thank you. Oh, 
Jesus, your King. There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you give daily his praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonderful power in the blood of the Lord. There is power, power, wonderful power in the precious blood of the Lord. Good morning. John's asked me to talk about my previous church uh, as, an, as a testimony. I became a believer at the age of 20 and my first church experience was attending a United Reformed Church in East London. That's where I lived and worked. The church was called Brickfields Church and was located in an area called Stratford in the East End of London, very near to what is now the 2012 Olympic Stadium. The church had been declining in numbers attending since the 1950s and when I first started attending there in the early 1980s I found myself alongside a group of young people who were being pastored by an American gentleman. Over the next few years the group began to grow in number and consisted mainly of youngish people. Some were local EastEnders, but many were people from the outside, a number being students. I was working as a nurse in the local hospital at the time. The church building was quite big and soon work was being carried out to renovate it. At the same time all this was happening, there were uh, only three old ladies who were present and who belonged to the original congregation. It soon became known that these three ladies had been so faithful in attending uh, church at Brickfields and had faithfully prayed for 30 years to see God's presence once again in the church. Their prayers were answered, but unfortunately for two of them, not in the way they would have hoped. They found the change in worship style and even the style of preaching hard to accept. However, the message from this true story is that we as Christians must never give up seeking the Lord and praying to him on all occasions, no matter how challenging the circumstances. As well as heralding new groups of Christians, the church at Brickfields did stand the test of time. I'm not sure how old Brickfields church was exactly, but I believe it was several hundred years old, or at least the site on which the church stood was. Interestingly, the church found itself in the middle of an urban conurbation with blocks of residential flats and a college of further education enclosing it on every side. It was off the beaten track. However, prior to the Second World War, it stood at one end of a street of terrace houses. Then the war came. And then came the German bombs courtesy of the Luftwaffe. The street was annihilated, but Brickfields was hardly touched. However, a German bomb or bombs did cl land close to the church 
and their impact caused the roof of the church to become separated from the building, but only to be raised six inches into the air and then to fall directly downwards. There was some structural damage as a result, but it was examined and found to be too negligible to require work to repair it. Sadly, Brickfields, as we found out, is no longer a church. It's been closed since 2008. But I would say that over 350 years or so, it met the spiritual and practical needs of many, including myself as my first church. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that, Alex. Um, it's always really encouraging to hear personal testimony, and, and that's why it's been so brilliant during this um, lockdown period to, to be hearing lots of different testimonies. And if you have a testimony that you would like to share, then please do let us know, because uh, obviously it's, it's brilliant. We're going to carry on now uh, in our prayer times. Um, I'm going to pray uh, for a little bit now about local battles just thinking about our locality where we are here in Nuneaton um, uh, obviously a lot of the same things will apply if you're in Portsmouth or anywhere else ah. Lord God as we think of battles that we're facing as your church and individuals in this particular locality we bring our borough of Nuneaton and Bedworth to you thank you that the number of deaths due to COVID-19 in our area seems very small compared to the large numbers across the whole country. However, in light of there being another nine deaths in two days this last week, we continue to use the weapon of prayer to ask you to give skill and wisdom to the staff at George Eliot Hospital, that you may break the stronghold of the virus in this place that we live. We ask for mercy for those who are very ill at the moment. Will you please bring healing and wholeness and full restoration to those who are struggling health-wise? Your word says that the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, but you have come to bring life to the full. So we trust in you, God. As local churches plan how they can meet together again, Give us wisdom and show us how we can do church the way that you want us to do church in these coming weeks and months. We declare this is your church. Have your way, please, God, here in the churches of Nuneaton. God, we pray for your protection over young people and ask for a wave of your Holy Spirit to sweep this borough and gather up many who are seeking and wondering what life is all about. I pray for all those who have been using the laughing gas canisters we see scattered everywhere at the moment. Psalm 16 says that joy is found in your presence and eternal pleasures at your right hand. May these lost young people be found by you. And may we do whatever you ask us to do in order to help reach them. Lord, as crime rates in our area rose again in April after a dip in March when lockdown happened, we pray for our local police and social workers and carers and community workers that you will guide them in their work and help them to be part of your battle against crime and the battle for peace 
and contentment. Please take away fear and anxiety in our locality and bring your everlasting peace to those who trust in you. And we pray for our local schools, for teachers and all the staff who are continuing to try and bring education to children despite very difficult restrictions and circumstances. God, we know that nothing is too difficult for you. So all the issues and problems are nothing to you in terms of bringing solutions. May those in charge be guided by you and lean on you for help during these times. Will you encourage children of all ages in education to persevere despite it being really hard? And we ask for wisdom for those making decisions about how education can move forward for each year group and that you will meet the needs of both children and adults in our local schools as they battle with trying to do what they're supposed to do in these current times. Amen. Now we are going to sing again. And we're going to sing, He's Coming on the Clouds. And yeah, the, these a lot of these songs um, had something to do about battle in them, but you know, it's all about God having the victory. So let, let's join in this one now. Every knee will bow before 
said our prayers lay the track down through which God's power can come like a mighty locomotive his power is irresistible but it cannot reach us without rails earlier Paul read about two uh, from 2 Chronicles 20 about King Jehoshaphat and all the Israelites they were in big danger. There's these other armies that were coming against them. Large numbers of people. It looked bleak. Things weren't going so well, they thought. They had a definite physical battle. But it was also a real spiritual battle too. And we know there's still numerous physical wars, battles and skirmishes around the world every day. But there's a real spiritual battle going on every day in our lives and in other people's lives everyone's lives remember how i said earlier if we're experiencing difficulties all that does is remind us that we're in a battle we're all in a battle whether everything is tip-top and beautiful and marvelous tickety-boo if you like or if things are difficult we're in a battle we all need God's divine love, joy, strength and power in our lives so that we can do what God wants, so we can reach his fantastic standards and not just do mankind's rubbish standards. We've got a choice every day, haven't we, to make God our top priority. Showing our determination to follow him is really foundational to the faith. There's some scriptures that you'll know really well. This is 1, Thess 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 20. It's from the International Standard Version this time. Always be joyful. Continually be prayerful. In everything, be thankful. Because this is God's will for you in the Messiah, Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not despise prophecies. Instead, test everything. Hold on to what is good. Keep away from every kind of evil. You all know that I've been teaching the piano for a long time. And so uh, part of my job isn't just to sort of be uh, telling people what to do when they're in my room here or on Zoom or WhatsApp or FaceTime as it is nowadays. What I want to do is to remind them what to do during the week and not just for the 30 minutes they spend with me. So sometimes a child might say, uh, remember their parents are in the same room as well, because I never have a child in here without a parent sticking, uh, sort of sitting in, a, on, in the same room on a chair. So sometimes the parents or the child might say, so how long should they practice or how long should I practice for? 
and I say to them with a serious face, because I can do serious faces, you know, I say, every day you eat, practice. And they look at me like, what's going on? Every day I eat, so I say to them, uh, just to make it a bit easier for them. So any days you don't eat, you don't need to practice. Think of it as a holiday. You, you don't need to practice that day. And they, they look at me like they're taking it in there. Their cogs are whirring inside and their eyes are a bit wide, thinking they eat every day. But of course, that's the thing with wanting to be a good musician. If you don't practice every day, you're going to get any better. I'm looking at musicians' faces just now. Yes, they're saying, I can see it with their eyes, with their faces, they're saying, practice every day. But can I turn the tables on all of us? If you're going to eat every day, and if you don't eat any day, still be prayerful, still be thankful, still be joyful. That's what Paul was saying in 1 Thessalonians. We're in a battle and we are fighting. And one of the ways we can fight is to be prayerful, to be joyful, to be thankful. The Israelites were going into a real battle, weren't they, in 2 Chronicles 20. But after, and like I said, they knew it was going to be a difficult battle, naturally speaking. But after a time of prayer, a group of them, praise God, I've got a quote, verse 19, in a very loud voice. And it's the Hebrew word, mal, M-A-A-L. And that means above or exceedingly. Because, you know, the Levites, it was their job, it was their pleasure to be praising God all the time, to be offering sacrifices and worshipping God. But they did it in a very loud voice, exceedingly or above normal. There was this battle that was very imminent. It was almost there. It was going to be the next morning. And yet after a time of prayer, instead of their knees uh, sort of and their teeth chattering, saying, oh, God, what are we going to do? They knew from praying to God that things were going to be fine that God was with, 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 was with them. And so they didn't pray and then worship in a weak way, sitting down, oh yeah, Lord, this is the day, or whatever they might have prayed from any of the Psalms or whatever. They went for it in an exceedingly loud voice. They'd been praying and that's what made the difference. We know God is faithful. And this is one of the things that that army in 2 Chronicles 20 said, God is faithful and his love endures forever. Towards the end of our time together, as Jill has said already, we're going to get David and Dussel playing to us. They're sitting comfortably now because they know it's already done. It's in, it's in the can and it's a, it's a video. But while we're watching the video with these, this music going on, there's going to be uh, Bible verses we can listen to, uh, we can read. And what I want to encourage you to do is while you're on mute, is just to, if you want to, just... Say, oh, thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. Thank you, Lord, that we are doing this. Listening to the music and reading the scriptures. But be on mute at the same time, because then that way other people can be praying and won't be disturbed by your hallelujah. If, you, if that's how you're going to do it, that'd be good. This is strategic praying, remembering who God is and what he's done. And that's what the Israelites did. And that was just what Fiona did at the start of our service. She was giving thanks to God for what he's done and what he's done in our lives. Remember, we're in a battle, but we can remember as well that God is with us 
and he's given us true life and he's with us in the battle. It's easy to be sleepy in a battle or to concentrate on other things in a wrong way. Remember Daniel, uh, David rather, King David in 2 Samuel 11, he wasn't concentrating on going to war. He sent his army out, but he stayed in Jerusalem. God is calling us to be awake and to concentrate as we wage this battle. Earlier, I said that God's standards are what we want to try and meet. And we do that by reading the Bible, by praying and meeting together. We want to live God's standards every day. We're to be a group of people that give thanks, offer forgiveness, to love justice and to show humility to others through action and through prayer. One of the Psalms says to open up the gates and let the kingdom, let the king come in. And that's what we're doing as well as we pray. We're not just praying our set prayers saying, Lord, we, we are sort of praying prayers that we know and we will always pray. We're praying from the heart and saying, Lord, come and open. As we open our hearts, Lord, come and enter in. Come and be Lord and saviour of our life. So that's what I want to leave with you, with you just now. We're all in a battle. God is calling us to be in that battle, not to be forgetful or sleepy about it, but to stand, to wear the armour that God has given us and to rejoice that he's with us. Jean now is going to lead us in a time of uh, uh, nationwide battles and she's going to lead us praying about that. I've been asked to pray for nationwide battle and I'd like to pray for the UK. Um, Psalms 2 verse 8 says, ask of me and I will assuredly give you the nations as your inheritance and the ends of the earth as your possession. Heavenly Father, we pray for the United Kingdom at this, at this time. At this time, our leaders have to make challenging and difficult decisions. We ask that you would give them wisdom as they make those decisions. We ask that, you would, that, those, we ask that those decisions will be good for everyone in this country and people from all different walks of life will benefit from those decisions. We ask that government advisors will be given wisdom and creative ideas that will bless ordinary people. In addition, we pray for the health of our leaders and that God's wisdom will be upon them. Father God, we pray for our communities and neighbours in the UK. Help us to reach out to them. Help us to recognise them when it is right to reach out. We particularly pray for those friends and neighbours who have tested positive with COVID-19. We pray for their healing and deliverance. At this time, help us to locate the isolated, lonely and fearful and bereaved in our communities and to reach out to them in any way that we can. Father, we know that many people in the UK have passed the COVID-19. But we now ask for more protection for people in risk groups and with underlying conditions. Thank you, Lord. We pray also for our young people in our church family and up and down the country who feel like life is on hold or their future uncertain. We speak Jeremiah 29, 11 to 12 over our young people and young people all over the country. And it says, the Lord knows the plans and thoughts he has for you. Plans for a peace and, and well-being and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me, come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Lord, we also pray for our church family, 
that we will be light in our nation. Our ministers, leaders, and all believers. And we've prayed for many people to turn to Jesus as Lord and Savior. Lord, we pray for your wisdom and blessing upon leaders in the NHS as they plan and make decisions. We lift up to you doctors, nurses, paramedics, cleaners, people that work in 111, support. We ask, Lord, please help them. And may they also turn to you for help. And we ask that medication and PPE will always be available. Well, we pray that COVID-19 will end, will end and for breakthroughs in treatment, for people to take the guidelines and measures in place seriously. We'll be asked for the kingdom of God to break through and to uh, eradicate and defeat the virus in our nation. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you, Jean. We're going to sing again, uh, Though the Nations Rage, um, Our God is the Ancient of Days. Amen. And uh, then I'm going to ask Jean to come back and uh, pray um, about worldwide battles. So, Jean, you go for it straight after this song. Thank you.
Right, now it's our turn to uh, to pray too. Um, I know we've all been saying amen, um, but uh, we're going to uh, listen to what David and Dussel have uh, recorded for us this week. Thank you very much, girls. Um, so this is our opportunity to reflect on what we've been hearing today and to be praying. And if you want to do that as loudly as you want while you're on mute, that's absolutely great. Go for it. Lord for your faithfulness Lord we know you are with us you love us so in our, all our personal battles our town-wide battles our national battles and international battles Lord with you we know you give us the strength and the hope for the future 
So we give you our lives again and say, be our all in all to us, be everything that we need. Lord, you are our saviour and Lord, and we thank you for giving us a hope and a future today and every day. Amen. Amen. Whoa, that's great, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Jill can tell me, and you can as well. Well, do you want to take yourself off mute? We're going to stop recording just now.